Hello everyone, welcome back to episode 23. Thank you for joining me. I've been trying to record this for about 20 minutes now, but while I was writing my notes for this episode a while ago, um, I was chewing my pen and I've accidentally inhaled about 75% of a pedal lid. <laughs> so I've been choking for about 20 minutes and now I'm okay, I've recovered. But don't mind me if I start busting into a fit of coughs halfway through. I'll just be coughing up a little bit more of a plastic pen lid. So the last two episodes have been quite heavy because I did an episode about embracing who you are, which was quite heavy on like telling you all about my symptoms of ADHD. And then I did another one last week about where I think we go after we die, which are quite heavy topics. So... This week I've decided to do something a little bit different, a bit more chipper, shall we say. So I thought it would be nice to talk to you about five manifestation methods. And it was quite difficult to pick out just five because there are so many different methods. But I've chosen these five because I think they'll be quite easy for me to explain to you via a podcast episode. And also I think they'd be quite fun for you to like have a go at. So the thing to remember about these manifestation methods or techniques is that they actually don't really matter that much. The point of doing it as some kind of technique is that you believe more strongly that it's going to happen. And that's all it is really. It's all based on belief. And I did an episode of probably a few weeks ago now about belief and the power of believing something. So when you listen to them, feel free to obviously contact me and ask me any questions about the specific methods or what to do. But don't worry about like getting them wrong or doing something slightly different because it actually doesn't really matter. It's all about what works for you and what makes you feel that belief that something is coming, something good. So... I've included some that I don't use because they're not quite right for me, but they might be right for you. And I've included some of my favourite ones. But just bear in mind that it's not the technique, it's the belief behind it. So whatever makes you feel more involved, more energetically aligned with what you're manifesting, that's the method that's going to work for you. So have a go and try some different ones and see what works for you. So... I'm going to go through them one at a time and explain how to do them and a little bit about each one. Before you start listening to these methods, it might be a good idea to pick out something that you would really like to have a go at manifesting. And you know, I'm I'm all about big, big things like big manifestations, big goals. But for the purpose of this exercise, if it's something that you want to join in with, I would maybe choose something which you're not going to have a big struggle believing. So you want it to be big enough so that you know that it's definitely a manifestation and that the universe has brought it to you. But you also don't want to be like, I'm going to make a million quid this week because <laughs> you know, if, if that aligns with you, you go girlfriend. But for me, that would be too big a jump. So try and think of something that you think is realistic um, but not you're not sure how you're going to do it or you're not sure how it will come to you. Ooh, you can tell I'm not on the medication today. I'm rambling already. We're only three minutes in. 
Right, let me get started. So the first one that I've written down is the wouldn't it be nice if method. So the wouldn't it be nice if is from, I'm not going to say a man, I'm going to say a thing, a being called Abraham Hicks. And if you are familiar with Abraham Hicks, then you might have already heard about this technique. But for those of you who don't know who that is, I'm just going to give you a bit of a rundown. So basically, many years ago, there was a man called Jerry and a woman called Esther. And while they were meditating, they found that, well, no, Esther found that she started kind of channeling information, messages from something other than herself. And this person or this thing or this being introduced itself as Abraham and it became known as Abraham Hicks and Abraham is the author of many, many very famous Law of Attraction books. So it's a bit out there. It's not everybody's cup of tea, but the information that's in the books is actually very useful if you can get used to Esther's Abraham voice. (laughs) Look her up. You'll get what I mean. So the wouldn't it be nice if method It's based around the idea that you kind of let yourself wonder about how you would feel if your manifestation had already happened because everything in Law of Attraction, manifestation is about stepping into that feeling of what it will be like when you've already received it. So if you ask yourself a question, and it's good if you can do it out loud, Wouldn't it be nice if I was driving my new Tesla to work or something like that? Wouldn't it be nice if I was living in my Beverly Hills dream mansion? Wouldn't it be nice if I was, insert your dream job here, whatever it is. So you are choosing something that you want to manifest and just starting off with wouldn't it be nice if and then allowing yourself basically just to think about that and start imagining it. So it's kind of like a visualisation Um, And if you want to know more about visualisation, I've got an episode on that that you can go back to and have a listen of. But visualisation is very, very powerful. Oh, that's a pause then. Sorry. A little bit more pen lid came up. I'm all right now. What was I saying? So visualisation is very, very powerful. And this is just a really simple, easy way to visualise something. It's just letting your mind wander and imagine something. So you could have a go at that one. It's not one that I use personally. I don't feel like it's, I don't, I feel like I need a bit of structure. So even though I'm fully aware that what's happening is just my belief is stronger, it's stronger if I can do something a bit more concrete than that, but that might work for you. So it's a very, very popular one. Give it a go. My next one is, well, it's creepy as fuck actually. It's called the whisper method. (laughs) And this one works particularly well if you are trying to get communication from someone, if you're trying to get somebody to do something that you want them to do in a non-mind control way, of course, but it's more about a person, this one. So the whisper method, close your eyes, you take a few deep breaths, you get yourself into like a, a little bit of a meditative state, which is just maybe 10 deep breaths, and then you put yourself in a room in your imagination, again, a bit of visualisation with that person. 
And like most visualisation techniques, you start to use your senses to really bring that picture to life. So you might want to look at what they're wearing. You might want to actually touch their clothes. You might want to think about how they sound, the sounds in the room, what they look like, if if they're wearing like perfume or aftershave or if there's the smell of something in a room and really use your senses to get involved in that picture. Then you need to think about what kind of energy they're giving off off and try and sort of connect yourself to their energy. So like you give them the good vibes and bring them into that same energy with you. And then basically, here comes the creepy bit, you lean in and you whisper in their ear. You know, like that sloth meme? You know which one I mean, the sloth, the creepy sloth. So you whisper in the ear about what you want them to do. And when I'm doing this one, which I don't do too often, but I have done it and it has worked actually, I I imagine that they can't see me. (laughs) So I feel a little bit uncomfortable whispering in people's ears. But I imagine that they can't see me. So how can I give you an example? So like, let's say it's, your husband or something and there's something that you want them to do it could be like Dave put your fucking socks in the washer something like that that that's it basically so you put yourself in that situation and then here is the next part you step away from them and you watch them go and do that thing and then you let it go and that's that one creepy (laughs) so the third one I am doing these kind of in order from least used to most used in my experience. So the next one is another one that is totally out there and you might find a bit odd at first. And I'm going to do an episode on this whole concept at some point. But it's called quantum leaping, but in particular with water. So quantum leaping, just a very, very brief overview, is the idea that everything exists already in this field of energy that we're in and we just need to step into it. So there's another us in another life, in another job, in another scenario, at another age, with another person and we have got lots of different opportunities and possibilities and we can choose which one we're in and we can jump between one and another. I have actually tried quantum leaping in a different form. I've done it like this and I've also done it like in a more in-depth way but I'm not going to go into that now because that's a whole other episode so let me come back to that one. But quantum leaping with water is a very very simple method You get a glass or a cup and using something like a dry white pen, so you can wipe it off afterwards, or even like sticky labels or whatever you want, or you could even, you know, use a permanent marker, whatever you want. But you get a glass or a cup and you write all around that glass the current situation that you're in. So you have to kind of focus on the more negative parts, the things that you want to change, which doesn't really sit right with me normally but in this case it does because there's a reason for it so you focus on the things that you don't want in your life at the minute and things that you want to change so mine might go something like living in my parents house at 33 (laughs) addicted to Cadbury twirls still working in a nine-to-five job 
So, I mean, they're not bad negatives, really, are they? But the 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 parts of my current situation that I would like to change. So, on the other glass, you get another glass or another cup, and you do the same. But this time, you focus on how you want those circumstances to change. So they need to kind of marry up there, like there needs to be some kind of link between what you write on the first glass and what you write on the next one. So, for example, I might put on mine that I live in my own beautiful home, financially free, working for myself with lots of freedom and time, can't get enough of lettuce, something like that, right? So then you take the water... Um, from the first glass you can fill up the negative glass with water water, and then you just pour the water into the other glass and you swig the water and that's it and the idea is that water picks up on energy so there's this oh there's another episode in the making there there's this guy called Dr Immortal I think I've talked about it before maybe in I don't know one of my episodes I'm sure I mentioned it before but Dr. Immortal did this thing where he he wrote on glasses or containers of water and he wrote like kind words and loving words and then he also wrote really hateful and negative words on the others and he he looked at them through one of those what they're called those doodars that scientists use. I'm doing I've got my hands around my eye like a pirate, hoping that you are gonna figure this out from this visual that you cannot see. What they called? Um, you know what I mean, like a, a microscope, a microscope. So he looked at the water under the microscope and he found that the molecular structure was very different depending on what words the water had been surrounded by. I'm going off at a tangent. Come on, Sophie, come back, come back, come back to the path. What was I talking about? So, yeah, because you've written on your current circumstances and your desired circumstances, the water supposedly picks up the energy of what you've written on it, and therefore when you write on the the positives and you put the water into there, it's leaving the negative, going into the positive, and then you're swigging the water, and ta-da, you wake up absolutely loving a salad. So that's the third one. Bit out there, but very easy to do. The fourth one, is one that I love. So these next two are ones that I use a lot. The ne- This one is a letter to the universe. So for me, personally, I love to write stuff down. Like I'm very much about writing everything down. And I do a lot of journaling. And I really love to write a letter to the universe. So when you write your letter to the universe... You can address it, dear universe, or dear whatever you believe in, whatever you want to focus your attention on. And you write in the present tense. That's very, very important. You write in the present tense and you thank the universe for all of the blessings that you've been sent. Or it could just be one specific thing. If you want to be a bit more focused, maybe zone in on one particular thing. I do both. Sometimes I do like a general one. Other times there'll be one thing that I really want to manifest and I'll focus in on that. So when you're writing it, you really get involved and you get emotionally involved and you feel the gratitude for what you've received. So once again, like almost every manifestation technique involves some kind of visualisation. But this one is a good one if you're not really 
some people are not as good at sitting there and, and visualising for hours like a picture in the mind. This is a really good alternative. So you feel those feelings of gratitude for whatever it is that you are writing about and you go well over the top when you're thanking the universe. And you'll know that you've done this one right because when you get to the end of the letter, you probably feel like quite emotional about what you have written because it's just it feels very, very real to you because you've really put everything into it. Once you've written your letter, you can either keep it, you could write it in a journal, you might want to write it on paper. I'm aware that some people find it quite daunting to write something and maybe leave it in the house where somebody could find it for fear of thinking you're a nutter. But, I mean, for me, they already know, so it doesn't really matter. But if you do feel like that, then you can get rid of the letter afterwards. You can rip it up, you can burn it, you can do whatever you want with it. It doesn't matter. I've actually burnt them before now because I feel like that kind of sends it off into the atmosphere, into the energy. But it's also quite nice to keep them somewhere so that you can look back on them. So maybe you can make yourself little postbacks. That'd be cute. So a letter to the universe thanking it for what you've already received. Great technique, in my opinion, that one. And finally, my favourite one. I first discovered this one in a book, which is one of my favourite law of attraction books called Good Vibes, Good Life by an author uh, called Vex King. And if you've not read that book, go and buy it now because it's amazing. But he introduced me to this idea and it's called the 55 times 5. And I've actually been listening to a podcast earlier and randomly this woman who was talking mentioned it and apparently she was the person who actually came up with it. I can't really remember her name now, but she learnt it off her meditation teacher back in like the 90s. And she was talking about it and I thought, how? well, it's not weird, is it? But I don't know why I'm still surprised when the universe aligns things with me, but I am. So she was talking about this manifestation method called the 55 times 5. And I just, I love this one. It really, it works for me very, very well, this one. And it's a very simple idea. It's very easy to do. It does make your hand ache a bit and it does take a little bit of time, but it's so effective because there is a link between writing and rewiring things in your brain and your subconscious. So basically, you write down in the present tense what it is that you're manifesting, almost like you're writing lines, like if you were at school, in at playtime, because you've been pissing about in your lesson. So you just repeatedly write this line, let's say... What did I use as an example before? Let me have a look. Oh, I was talking about driving a new Tesla to work because I'd really like a Tesla. So it might be, I am so happy and grateful now that at the top of the page and then I own a brand new white Tesla. Something simple that fits on one line and then you just keep repeating, I own a brand new white Tesla, I own a brand new white Tesla, da 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 and the easiest way to do it is to write numbers 1 to 55 down the side so you know when to stop. And you just write it out 55 times and you do that for five days. So every day for five days. And then you let it go and you just wait for it to arrive. And 
that is something that is very important and it's the hardest bit of manifestation, at least for me, is letting it go because when you are waiting and wanting something, you're giving off an energy of lack of not having it. So you're blocking it from coming to you and it's so hard not to keep obsessing over something that you really want. But that is the main block to receiving your manifestations. So if you think about it like when you're waiting for a bus or when you're waiting for the kettle to boil, the more you want it to arrive, the more you want it to be there, the the further away it feels and it just doesn't happen. As soon as you think, oh, never mind, I'm not bothered. There it is, there's the bus, there's the toast, there's whatever it is that you're waiting for. So if you can master that idea of letting things go, you'll find that your manifestations are going to come towards you much quicker. But that is a very, very difficult skill that I am still trying to master. So you don't keep repeating these same things over and over again. So for example, like once you've done your five days of 55, that's it, you don't need to do it again. You just need to wait for it to arrive. And you've got to kind of look at it almost like when you order something off Amazon and you've been told like it's going to be delivered soon. You're not constantly checking to make sure that they've sent it because you know that they've sent it. It's already done. But you are expecting that manifestation to arrive. So you don't need to keep obsessively checking if it's on the way logging into Amazon. Or if you, mm, let's have a think, like if you were having a baby, let's say this. Now, disclaimer universe, I'm not talking about having no baby, so don't send one my way. No, thank you. But having a baby is another good example. You get pregnant, you know it takes quite a while to arrive. It's cooking away in there. You're just living your life. Probably got some heartburn, but you know it's on the way. So you don't keep taking a pregnancy test every week because you know you can see it's on the way. So you have to learn to let it go and just let it come to you. So there are my fav- well top five for now, top five manifestation methods that I think you should have a go at. And I'm just going to read them out to you again, just the titles of them. So number one was Abraham Hicks' Wouldn't It Be Nice If Method. Number two was the Whisper Method, the Creepy Sloth one. Number three was the Quantum Leap with Water. Number four was a Letter to the Universe, all focused on gratitude for what you are receiving And number five is the 55 times five method. So I hope that you enjoy having a go at some of those and let me know when, not if, but when you manifest something and share it with me on my Instagram. Oh, I've joined TikTok now. I think I told you this last week. I'm bloody hopeless I am, but never mind, never mind. We're getting there. If you have got a second to leave me a review, I'd be super grateful, very, very grateful if you could leave me one because that is what helps this podcast to grow more than anything else. So I'm going to leave you because I'm off to yoga in a few minutes. So I hope that you have a lovely morning, afternoon, evening, whatever time you're listening, and a great week, and I will see you next week. Bye.